going on, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen? Appreciate you all tuning in for another episode of Running and Gunning Podcast with your hosts, Justin Sinan and Logan Sandburn. We are uh, stoked to get after today's podcast, and uh, I think you guys will really enjoy this one. Um, we're going to do something a little different. Uh, I was speaking with uh, one of our one of our listeners earlier this evening, and um, he brought up a good point, and I think it was a uh, – I think it – kind of like struck something in me to to try and talk about this with uh with you guys because i think uh this is something that i've been asked a few times actually and i know a lot of people seem to think that there is such thing as this so we're going to talk about you know is there an aha moment for you know guys that are killing bigger deer um you know as far as is there such thing as a a moment that kind of a light bulb went off and we figured out how to kill big deer. And, um, we're going to dive into that today. We're also going to get into a little bit of, uh, you know, turkey season prep and, and what we're doing to, uh, get ready for turkey season or, or I should say myself because Logan's unfortunately injured. Um, but how are you doing, Logan? Yeah. What's going on, brother? I'm doing all right. Um, better than I thought I was going to be doing. Um, Honestly, injuries like coming along pretty good. Um, I had PT again today and they told me that my range of motion and all that stuff is better than they thought it was going to be at this point. You know, I'm, uh, a week and a day out from surgery and like, I'm feeling, feeling good. I still don't know whether or not, you know, we've got what a month before Turkey season, if I'll be able to shoulder a, a shotgun, I definitely won't be able to draw a bow. Um, that's going to be quite a while. And that's just use your teeth. <laughs> yeah. Like I could probably, sh- yeah, that's, that's true. Um, that takes like a whole nother setup and that'd be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, cause yeah, I mean, I know that guys do that. I know like, uh, John Dudley has done that. Remy's done it. Um, Dirk Durham killed a, uh, elk with, with a mouth tab, like, it's freaking crazy, but I'm not about to do that for a turkey. I might do that for a big game, but I'm not doing that for a turkey. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll see. I I may try and do it. I mean, I could probably shoot a, a shotgun, you know, left-handed. It's that's not that big of a deal. So I could shoulder it left uh, on my left side and maybe be okay. So I'll, I'll try and make something happen. Um, but other than that, I mean, I've been busting my ass with Timberwolf stuff, trying to get uh, get be able to get product out to everybody. Um, we're getting really, really close. Um, again, it's just it's one of those things that everything's kind of gotta get squared away before we can hit the uh, that go button. And unfortunately, a lot of that has to do with the government and all the rules that they want us to follow. So blame blame them. <laughs> so many problems with the government we're right you know you know one of these days we really need to do a talk on like our our opinions on the government and atf and all that yeah. kind of stuff because i think people might dig that uh especially hearing something from from somebody in your position but uh we'll save that for another day yeah let's do that <laughs> definitely definitely um but anyways, I mean, how have you been doing? What have you been uh, up to? I, I saw some, some stuff. Uh, you've been doing some hinge cutting and, and whatnot. So how'd that go? Yeah, uh, honestly, I really should probably record some of the stuff that I'm doing. Um, but, dude, I'm, like, running through the woods like a madman uh, with a chainsaw. <laughs> the past, like, when I've had, a, I've had, like, a day off work here and there. Um, and as long as the wife okays it, I've been hitting the woods and – I'm really trying to open up uh, one of the main trails like that feeds the the backwoods plot that I've kind of set up. Um, when I had Sean out, he kind of broke down things, and he was like, look, man, you really don't have enough sunlight hitting the ground back here, and that's what's influencing, you know, why your food plot's not doing really well. So it's a lot, dude. It's like a lot of work, and trust me i've been doing a lot of stuff and i slightly feel like i'm starting to see some stuff but um the the hinge cuts are pretty much done 
now I'm just clearing out these trails and there's some mega giant trees and I'm just one guy, you know, I can only do so much. So today I got a lot of the small trees out and, um, dude, from working out lately, like I am just done. Like I wanted to keep going, but my mind kind of told my body, it's like, why don't we come back to this tomorrow? Like, or the next day? I don't know. I was definitely just kind of, uh, burnt out. I would say, um, I just didn't want to keep, I didn't want to cut down anymore and then not clean them up. You know what I mean? So that's, I guess it's just like when you're organizing a, a shed or a garage or whatever, you know, it's like, okay, well I've hit this point. Let me just hold off and get the rest another day. So it should be, uh, it should be pretty sweet, man. I'm stoked. I'm really excited for it. Cause I think once I get all of it done, it's going to be, it's going to be sexy. And, um, I'm I'm really hoping my my goal for our property is to hopefully kill a 150 on here at, at some point. It's always been a a goal from the time we moved here, so we'll see. I think I think that your your effort is going to equal those results. I mean, you're you're creating that environment for a deer of that caliber. Um I yeah. think that's been here. been your yeah, that's been your problem not your problem but you just haven't been able to hold a deer like that they've been through your property but don't stay on your property and so you're you're creating that that maybe this come this november when they run through they're like damn this looks good i might come back here (laughs) like we usually i'll hold some decent bucks like in early season and they really like it here in early season and then they're gone and then I'll catch some, like, rut cruisers, and that's what Sean said. He's like, you've got good habitat, but you don't have the right habitat to hold. So all the deer are just moving through here. But enough of that. I mean, honestly, like, nobody really cares about me improving my property. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's definitely a journey, dude. And to all those guys out there that are just like, oh, public land, oh, you know, who cares about private? I'm seriously like reevaluating like <laughs> talking shit about people's private property because it's a lot it's a lot of work um just as much or i don't know sometimes more effort and money and time goes into developing this tiny little piece of property i have versus you know the the public land where you can just walk in and walk out but whatever it's just a diff- it's a different game yes absolutely yeah, and I mean, it, like you had touched on, you want success, you got to work for it, you know. Right, absolutely, and that's you know, um, I know we both just made posts about that. It's starting now. I mean, we're what? When is? I mean, we're almost still six months out from season. Yeah, like which is crazy all, to think about. All that's I on mean, my brain is like this elk hunt <clears throat> coming up, man. Honestly, I'm like. It when, feel, I feel like it's going to be here before, like, I, th- yeah. I even know it. I mean, it's time's already flying by. So, yeah, like, it's going to be turkey season, then it's going to be summer, and then it's going to be season again. And, yep. yeah, like, that's what people don't realize. And when they start – when they put stuff on the back burner, I mean, that's – we can get into that um, a little bit because it, it does tie into – what I wanted to talk about when it comes to an aha moment that when you put that stuff on the back burner and you're like, Oh, I've got plenty of time before the season. Like once then it hits summertime and then you're doing, you know, stupid stuff like going to the lake and drinking on the weekends and all these different things that like that take up your time and maybe you're not hitting the gym as much as you want to, you know, it's nice outside. So, you know, I'm going to go, you know, uh, play grab ass in the park instead. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> like when you're not proactive about getting shit done, that's where you find yourself two weeks out from season and you're like, Hmm, uh, maybe I should try and cram in some work now. And it's like, that's never going to work. So yeah. it is March 15th. Um, write down what you want to accomplish and yes. write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down and, and then put it up so you can see it. And then you'll get yeah. that shit done. 
That's yep. So whether that's weight loss, weight gain, strength gain, um, cardio gain, um, and you know, knowledge, like whatever it is that you need to work on personally, whatever your weaknesses are, um, work on them starting now. You've got six months at least till, um, you know, for us at least till September, um, Make it a point for for all you guys out there. Make it a point to go to some kind of show this year, and I think you'll be if you haven't been to any of them. I think you'd be amazed how much you'll pick up, and you will not regret it an ounce. Um, you know, even if it's twenty five to thirty dollars, like, or if you have somebody near you that's doing like you know a whitetail seminar or something, like, go listen to some of these guys. I mean, there's so much knowledge being shared now. It's like it's unbelievable and. I don't care what your skill level is, like, you're still going to learn, like, regardless. Like, okay, even if you're killing giants, like, there's a, there's never enough knowledge you can learn about whitetails. I don't think anybody out there, no matter who they are, is is just like, oh, well, this is what, you know, they're still learning. Yeah. And, um, so, to set like, that... Go ahead. To, to set that preface, I mean, that's... That's the aha moment, right, that we're talking about is like when all the puzzle pieces magically fit together and that light bulb comes on in your head and you're like, oh, this is how to kill big, mature whitetails. And that just doesn't happen. It's yeah. it's a matter of all those puzzle pieces like forming and fitting together every year. It's not just once. It's no. every year on every deer on every time you step in the woods, you're just adding more and more information. Um, so I guess like long story short, not to <laughs> like simplify it that much, but it's all about time. It's all about work. It's about experience and making sure that like you, you put in the effort to understand what you're doing. Um, Cause I think like, you know, somebody like me, I have very limited experience. Um, I haven't killed big deer. I'm on the path. I'm putting in work. I just haven't been able to make it happen. You know, I've had encounters. I've done, done certain things, right. I've done certain things wrong. And those are those, you know, aha moments that it's like, I learned something here. I learned something there. I'm putting those to use the next time. Um, and journey, so, like, yeah, it's adapting and growing. Man. Yeah, absolutely. I think the best way to to uh, put a metaphor to it is, let's say you're a master mechanic, right? And you have a toolbox, right? Your toolbox is going to be consisted of different tools for different jobs. You're going to have one drawer in your box that's dedicated to sockets, one drawer dedicated to specialty tools, one dedicated to, you know, just specific wrenches. Um, a master mechanic, and I mean, and you look at, you know, go in a garage one time. Like, I know, I'm sure some of you are mechanics or and, and stuff, and it's like, look at the, you know, DIY mechanic that has no experience. His toolbox is small, isn't it? Right. You go to a garage in a professional garage and look at that dude's toolbox. That and I'm talking, look at the head, the lead tech there. Look at his toolbox. I guarantee you that son of a bitch is enormous. And guess what? That guy has a different tool. And guess what? For all kinds of different jobs, and he might not use that specific tool every day. But I'll tell you what: when he gets into a situation, he's got the right tool for the job. And the more that you're going to pick up, the more you're going to learn that you have specific knowledge that you can apply to specific situations. All these deer that you're going to come across are not going to be the same. Some of them are going to be easy to kill. And some of them are going to be extremely hard to kill and you're never going to kill them. Um, I think that's a, it's a bold statement, but it's super true. Like you ask any really good hunter out there there's deer out there they weren't able to kill i don't care who it is um ask anybody uh it's just uh it's just part of it and they're you know for for me they're i've never really had a, an aha moment 
I've had <clears throat> little light bulb moments that I've, you know, kind of like been like, oh, okay, well, here's how I can kill this deer. Like, you know, when you learn enough, you can apply those tools to kill that deer. And I think that only is going to come with time and, and knowledge. And the more that you're putting in the effort in the off season and even during the season, like with failures and everything else, I mean, you know, it's, it's just, just like anything. You just, you, you apply your life to, to what you want and it'll happen. It's just, uh, it's, it's bound to, it's just the law of nature. Yeah. So I think, I mean, so that was a good metaphor and I a hundred percent agree with it. And I think that it applies to a lot of things in life. Um, and so I know we were talking like, it's almost like that mythical secret pill for weight loss or, you know, where people are waiting for that one. Like they think that what was the, the old one? It was like Oxycut pro people would jump on that shit thinking that, Oh, this is going to make me lose 50 pounds in like 30 days. And do you think it ever worked? Absolutely not because they took the pill and they didn't actually work, but it's, that's the thing is like these people that are sitting back and waiting on that moment to just happen, right? Like if I collect enough knowledge, if I get enough trail cam data, um, if I, you know, do X, Y, or Z, that one of these days it's just going to click and I'm going to be able to be successful. And it's not, it's an accumulation of all these different things that we're talking about from fitness to knowledge, to experience. I mean, like for me, there's, I've had one opportunity really at like a, you know, incredibly like, I guess for me, like a, not incredible, but like a big deer for me, that's, I've, you know, got to full draw on one, one time that is not enough experience for me, like to (laughs) be able to talk about anything, um, or like have the, um, what I guess like the, the knowledge to be able to speak on it. Um, if you know what I'm saying, I don't know if that made sense. (laughs) Like I, I'm still putting those pieces together. I'm still working on, all of that, like to be able to get to a position where I can at least speak on it. Um, but I know the work that it takes to get there and it's not like just waiting for that special moment. It's like all of these things, you know, you look at anybody like, um, Heath Cisco, like Justin Hollinsworth, like those guys that have been doing this for, I'm not going to put an age on them cause they'll get mad at us. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, like, a long time. Right. And you think about all the encounters that they've had with big deer and all the things that they've learned from those scenarios. Like that wasn't shit that they watched happen on YouTube or, you know, stuff that they read about on Facebook or anything like that. Those were actual experience that they had, that they understood what they did, right. What they did wrong and what that deer did. And so the next time they can make adjustments whether it's on that deer on a different deer to, in order to be successful. Yeah. I don't think, uh, I think too many people, maybe just, just the same thing. Like you can apply this with like weight loss and stuff like this. Uh, people want things now. And I think like to be, a an efficient whitetail killer, it takes time. Like there's no, there's no substitute for time spent in the woods and mistakes made. And, and you know, it, it's like, it, it's up to you. Are you willing to put that time in? Uh, and another huge thing, like just for anybody that's listening right now, like you have to create the time to be able to go hunt in the woods because let's be honest. Like, I don't know how many sits I had last year. I, I, I know a lot of guys really count how many sits they have, but to me, like that shit just, bothers me when I'm like, Oh, well, I'm on sit number 45 or, you know, you know, it's like, I don't want to know how many times I hunted last year. Like, you know, I, I feel like I've put 
I put myself through a lot of shit last year. <laughs> and it really shows uh, in my reaction, which I'm like almost embarrassed of my reaction from killing my deer this year because like, I was almost like in tears, man. Because like that whole, the whole like emotion of watching that buck go down, even though it, it was a, a gun kill to me, it was like, I've never been that excited in my life. Like, I think the amount of pressure I put on myself and everything else, it just, it was just like an explosion of emotion for me. I just, it was an adrenaline dump. Like, I can't even put it into words. Yeah. But, um, I mean, so imagine that. Like, you put that, all that work in from, for this year and yeah. that, that happened, right? For me, it's been, well, shit, since 2019. So, if I kill something this year, that'll be when when four four year four years essentially since I really started, you know, um, like living this lifestyle of yeah. bow hunting hard and the run and gun style and that sort of stuff. Um, it like, takes time, man. I mean, yeah, you know, it does, and, and and. and you know don't don't uh don't beat yourself up like you know this year was harder for you you weren't able to get out as much either so that's where i got back to like the amount of time spent in the woods like you want to be a successful hunter well you know get out there in the woods as much as you can i mean and don't have kids (laughs) have have a cool wife that's understanding it's because i mean yeah you know it that definitely helps um I know there's times I sit in the tree and I'm like, God, I know I'm going home and my wife's going to be pissed, but whatever. Yeah. And then when you don't see anything, when you don't see anything that night, it makes it even worse. That's, that's what I had. I was telling, uh, you know, I I don't want to drop his name, but that's what I was telling uh, one of our listeners this evening. And I was like, dude, like you almost have to get over like just going hunting and not seeing deer because it's, it's literally like going to happen to you more times than not. And you just can't get discouraged. And, you know, like I was like, I think I'm finally at the point where I kind of have some confidence in what I'm doing now. And I never did before. It it didn't matter how many deer I've killed. Like it was just like, I don't know, almost, almost like second guess myself on a lot of stuff. And now I'm just like, whatever, you know, like I know how to get it done. It's just like, it's just a time thing and persistence. So does your, when you get home, you know, in situations like that, does your wife ask you, you know, did you see anything or like, how did it go or anything? Generally my kids and and they're like, did you, did you smoke a giant dad? (laughs) No, 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 I didn't even see a doe. Yeah. Yeah. That's because my, my wife does ask me. Yeah. She's at least like, did you see anything? And I'm just like, um, leave me alone. <laughs> no, no, no comment. Yeah, because you know, it, you know, the next thing out of her mouth is like, "Why the hell do you even? What are you doing?" Out right. There? Yeah. Exactly. Mind your damn business, woman. Yeah. Me alone. Not, I go there. I go there. So that's my zen, you know. And it, yeah. and it is, man. Like, I mean, as much as we get worked up over not seeing deer, sometimes it's like, I don't know. I miss it already, man. Like, yeah. Even, you know, it's just there's just something fun. It's just fun. I love it. Obviously. No, I agree. Yeah. And I, I think that um, that's just part of like, again, going back to just being in the woods and like experiencing things um, and learning about yourself. Like that's honestly one of the best things about hunting is like even when you don't see anything, like you spent time, you know, in the woods by yourself just like calm, I guess is the best word for it. Um, and just, it's, it's almost, yeah, like a form of meditation or whatever, um, in a sense. And I feel like I usually feel better, even if I know that I'm coming home to, (laughs) you know, that situation, it's like, okay, well, I at least was out there. I at least put uh, some effort in and, and hopefully learned something, um, got a piece of the puzzle, whether that's a positive piece or a negative piece, because sometimes it is a negative piece of like, okay, 
I sat here. I didn't see anything. I didn't see any sign. I didn't see whatever. Um, I need to move. And that's, you know, the run and gun style in a gist is like just making those adjustments. Scratch that one off the list. Yeah. So there's no, again, like back to it. There's no aha moment of like, okay, this tree is right in the right spot where, you know, the deer are going to walk past it every night. There's never a situation like that. Um, It's always a game of what do I have to do next? How can I adapt to, you know, be successful in whatever success is, you know, or I guess whatever the definition of success is for you, Um, whether that's seeing deer, killing deer, killing a big deer, like whatever that is. Um, But it all comes back to you. Like, what are you doing? And be realistic in what you're doing. I mean, are you in an area where there is bigger deer at? I mean, like, you don't have to kill a mega giant deer just to be successful. I mean, kill a a good buck for the area you're in. And, you know, like, I mean, there's nothing... I think there's too much, too much of that going on now with like social media that people just feel the need that like, Oh, I have to kill a 140. It's like, no, you don't like kill, kill something that makes you happy, man. Like, I don't care. I really, I could care less what anybody else kills. Like I care what I kill, but you know, it's, you know, having one tag is different than having multiple tags. I mean, I think a lot of guys just, uh, need to enjoy the hunting for what it is instead of trying to put a badge of honor like oh i smoked a 140 for the past four or five years it's like who really gives a shit at the end of the day i don't i mean i don't know how many of us are making money doing this stuff not many right yeah like and we're all going back to our families at the end of the day and (laughs) when you're you know that's that's the funny the other funny thing my kids will always harp on me about it's like Oh, well, yeah, like, I, I saw a good buck tonight. Well, why didn't you shoot it, Dad? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, I don't yeah, know. No. I, it just wasn't what I wanted to shoot. But Yep. I always get that, too, when whenever I say that I saw, like, does or something like that. It's like, well, why didn't you shoot them? And especially from, like, my family um, or like my dad, when I talk to him about it, it's like, cause it's more of a traditional, like you guys are like meat hunters and stuff. For the most yeah. Part. Just like any, you know, pretty much anything that walks in front of you. Um, like you're going to put it down um, yeah. instead of again, sitting there and learning and understand, like just when you do have deer in front of you, like just sit still and just watch them. Like you can learn so much. Oh yeah. Just from letting deer walk. And, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean like that's always all I post videos or whatever. And it's like, why didn't you shoot that deer? Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, I've gotten that one a few times, but it is what it is, man. That's just, you know, that's where it gets back to, you know, sticking to your goals and if your goal is a certain caliber of deer, then, you know, whatever then you're a successful hunter, whether you killed that deer or not. I mean, like you're doing what you need to do to get to that point. So, you know, and I think we lose track of that. I know I do. I'm guilty of that. Um, but it is what it is, man. I feel like, uh, I feel like we're kind of beating a dead horse at this point talking about this, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, it takes a lot to, to kind of understand and to answer the question of, is there an aha moment? Um, the short answer obviously is no, absolutely not. There is yeah. no moment. Yeah. Um, There's small could movements you... that can help you, yeah. but that's where, that's kind of why I busted out the, you know, mechanic analogy. Um, yeah. It's, it's not an aha moment. It, they're just a lot of ah moments yeah. <laughs> of, ah. ah, that's, you got me this time, but right. I'm going to make an adjustment. I'm going to get you next time. That's right. And maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't, but guess what? If it doesn't work, you learn something else. Yep. And if it does work, obviously you learned something the time before. So yeah. it's that's the fun of it. That's the game. That's why we do the shit that we do. Like, and so I'll go back again and beat the dead horse of 
start now start putting in the work like for me no i can't shoot my bow i can't like lift upper body i can't do any of that stuff but i'll be damned if i just sit on the couch and do nothing you know i'm at the gym every day either riding the bike i'm on the treadmill um doing like just walking lunges um you know i've got right now i've got pt twice a week i've got exercises and stuff i've got to do on my own um and then on top of that like i'm working on myself um like mindset stuff um learning whether it's deer hunting or elk hunting um like putting in the time to to get better and i hate when stuff happens to people like this you know whether it's as major as surgery or whether it's as you know simple as like i don't know tendonitis or something like and people use it as an excuse to not do what they want to do and it's like man you've got goals like again write them down because you're you're not going to accomplish them if you let any little thing sidetrack you um so like, i think that comes go out to just discipline man like you're a very yeah. disciplined guy and you know it shows you know even when you're you know down and out like right now you're still like it doesn't stop you i think we we talked on the phone the other day and you had mentioned that you know you started working out at a young age and i think you said what you missed the gym like two weeks out of your like lifetime from that point to now yeah i mean i probably started working out like religiously every day at 18 um it was like the the minute i graduated high school and stopped playing baseball um i hit the gym and so at 18 which now i don't know if i've talked about it before i'm 32 um yeah i mean at the most i i'd say two weeks that i've gone without lifting and it's honestly probably not even that um but i'm giving it a <laughs> like a a rough um or an overestimate just to be safe so and that that's like i'm not trying to boast or do anything like that i'm saying that i'm at the point in my life where it just is what it is and it's the same way with my wife like we go to the gym every day except for rest days you know designated rest days um like she's getting ready to do quarterfinals for crossfit and those start tomorrow so today was like a designated rest day so we didn't go to the gym but that doesn't mean like we went out and walked like a mile and a half you know uh, around the neighborhood and stuff and you know i've got over ten thousand steps today um we're still putting in the work like and that just comes down to lifestyle it's not a matter of like making decisions at that point because it just is what it is we go to the gym every day it's not a decision like am i gonna go to the gym today it's just like that's just what we do right um and if you can work hard enough to make it that way, like it's easy. Like I don't have to think about any of that sort of stuff. Um, when I when it comes to like looking in the pantry and it's like, hmm, should I eat these M and M's or should I, you know, eat these whatever, uh, you know, Brussels sprouts or you know something like that like when you say it that way there's no way in <laughs> um i haven't eaten them in a while my wife eats them literally every day um but you know what i'm saying like let's say beef jerky instead um like a good beef jerky not like the shitty beef jerky but uh i'll take like when it come when it comes to those decisions like or when it those choices it isn't a decision it's just a a matter of like i know what to do and i'm just going to do it and so i think there's a lot of people who are waiting on that time like the right time whether it's to start working out or to start eating right or you know i'm going to put it off till monday and this goes right back to what i was you know the beginning of the podcast like what i was harping on don't put it off like don't if you, you know, need to take the trash out, 
don't say I'm going to do that in an hour when I, you know, get up off the couch or I'm going to do it, you know, tomorrow morning when I get up for work, I'll take it out. Just do it now. Yeah. Just do it. Like there, there's no reason uh, to put it off. How do you think you like got into like being so disciplined? Um, like, was it like ingrained in you from your parents or what? I've honestly been thinking about that. I've honestly been thinking about that a lot lately of trying to pinpoint like what, what it was, whether it's my own mindset or, or my parents or whatever. Um, I think my dad did have a lot of influence on it, but it was, that was mainly baseball oriented. Um, he really hammered home like being disciplined in baseball, whether it was like going out and throwing every day or, um, you know, we had like a pop-up cage in our garage that I would go out and hit off a tee every day and that kind of stuff. Um, and so I, I would say that's probably where it started, but then after that, once I got out on my own and, um, not even then it was, it was probably when I was in high school. I don't, I can't say like I can pinpoint one certain thing, but it was a matter of like all my friends, we would go to McDonald's and I just wouldn't get anything. I knew like I would just, it was just one of those things. Like I would sit there and I would watch them eat the, the, you know, the shit that they would get at McDonald's and whatever. And I would just be that guy even in high school that was like, you know, I'm not eating this. I'll eat. I'll just get something when I get home or whatever. Um, and the the sort of influence that like caused that i honestly can't like pinpoint it was just a matter of like wanting to be better um and it's led me again to being able to not have to make the decision to do whatever it is go to the gym eat better you know all this different stuff because it just it's just a matter of habit and lifestyle. Um, we only have like a certain amount of capacity. Um, I've heard a lot of guys say this, that like our capacity for decision-making is limited in a day. And so once you make, whether like it's a couple big decisions or a lot of small decisions, you only have the capacity to like put energy towards a certain amount of those. And once that's gone, it's gone and you're not going to make the right decisions after that. Um, and so that's another thing of where if you've already got those habits in place, it isn't a decision. And so it's not taking away from that energy bank that you have. Um, if that makes sense. Now, I, I think, uh, something that really struck me when you were saying that, have you ever, uh, heard of uh, Mel Robbins five second rule? Uh, I probably she, have. She's a. Uh, all right, so I don't know what profession she is. I don't know if she's like a psychologist or what it is, but um, she kind of like changed my life um, as far as this goes. So there's this really cool rule that you can change your life with. Um, it's called the five second rule. Basically, any decision you come across, your brain is already trained to comfort yourself, right? I'm sure you're familiar with this. So our brain naturally wants comfort, right? And we're trying to train ourselves to not have, to, to do the right choice and not the comfortable choice. Just like going to the gym or sitting on the couch and eating Cheetos. Um and the five second rule is basically in your head when you know that you need to do something, you say, All right, five, four, three, two, one, and you make your decision and you do not and you and you just go with the the right decision, right? We know the right decision in our heads, but we talk ourselves out of it all the time. And I think when I heard that it, it played a, a huge part in my life with waking up early and it was like you know your alarm's going off oh you want to sleep past your alarm no count five four three two one bam and get your ass up out of bed okay once you're up out of bed you don't really have much of a choice like you're up you're doing things that's how i am um 
And I started applying that to a lot of other things that I was doing in life, like shit that I didn't want to do that I knew I had to do. I started just counting like five, four, three, two, one, make the right choice. It sounds corny as hell, but it works. And, you know, she gets into that as far as, you know, like almost like a rocket ship going off. And it's like, why did I, I don't know how she came up with it, but she did. And I learned it from her. Um, and it's, it's completely kind of, now I'm not saying that I'm perfect all the time. Cause I mean, I, I'm not, um, but that's nobody one is. Thing. Yeah. That's one thing that has completely helped, helped me achieve a lot of things. I, I think, um, cause it just, it just gives your, you know, you're training your, you're training your body, you know, to act on your mind instead of right. letting your mind over control your body. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, that's ex- like, that's exactly what I was talking about when I was talking about like, you know, if you need to take the trash out or you need to, you know, right. feed the dogs or you need to go, you know, do whatever, like, don't wait, just do it now. Don't put it, don't put that stuff off. And that's, that's exactly what you're saying. Like that five second rule. If you go past that five seconds and then you don't do it, who knows when it's going to get done. And is there any reason to put it off? Like you have no no good reason why you you can't do it right now. Think about it, man. Like if you did what you needed to do for the next five to 10 years, instead of putting everything off, where would you be in life? You'd be a hell of a lot farther than you were procrastinating. And I know you don't even have to count that far. I mean, no. so it's uh <clears throat> what is it? It's like 90 days, I think. So if you look back at the last 90 days and or I guess if you're not where you want to be when it comes to whatever. Um look back at the last 90 days. What did you do on every single one of those days to get to where you wanted to be? If you're not where you're at it was probably not a lot right if you just make a step every single day that's all it takes it doesn't have to be anything like it doesn't have to be a big step it just has to be a movement in the right direction and i think that's what people don't understand when i say like get started and do stuff yeah. now it, it doesn't have to be okay i'm gonna go to the gym five days a week i wouldn't even recommend that if you're just sitting on the couch and you're not going to the gym right now at all and you haven't in the last two years like don't think yeah try to get at least three days and make that your goal to start it doesn't even have to be at the gym either like you could do one day at the gym and two days of like walking outside or you know something like it it doesn't have to be a huge commitment again it's just a step forward so if it's eating right like don't think that you're just going to go from eating bad food and not tracking and all this stuff to now you're going to track your food every single meal, every single day, and you're going to be in a calorie deficit and you're going to you know lose weight because the shit's not going to happen. No. You're going to overcommit yourself and you're going to get burnout real fast. It's got to be small steps. Um, you got to walk and so, run. Right. Um, and I guess to tie that back in to the, uh, our previous conversation, we've gone down a huge rabbit hole, but I think that it's been important. Um, like it's those small steps that lead to the, you know, non-existent aha moment, like full, full circle, man. Honestly, that applies a a lot to what we were talking about. Like it, it is just small steps in the right direction will get you to where you want to be. And sometimes, sometimes you make big steps, but most of the time it's small steps. And what you do is it's, uh, you know, Jocko talks about it all the time. It's iterative decision-making. You make one small step forward and from there you can adjust left, right, center, and then take another step adjust left right you're not you know going headstrong in one direction like i think that that's what people get caught in is make the right decisions in the right direction and you'll be shocked at where you're at in a year and in a few months even i mean depending on you know what you're doing 
Right. Um, yeah, I think that's dynamite, man. It was a killer, killer way to wrap up that conversation, if you ask me. Yeah. Hell I yeah. wanted to touch on, I guess, just a little bit of uh, turkey stuff. I mean, I guess for those of you guys out there that plan on hitting the turkey woods, uh, get all your stuff out if you haven't done it yet. See where you're at with things. Um, if you need to get a couple of new calls, I know a lot of us, you know, that if you're a turkey hunter and you're dedicated, you know, you've already got all your calls for the most part. Um, start practicing. I know I got a new vest this year. I'm kind of stoked to to use that. Um, I I kind of I really love turkey hunting. I mean, a lot of guys think I'm just like a whitetail nut, but uh, nobody taught me how to hunt turkeys, and I I love the evolution of like watching myself grow as a turkey hunter. Um, I think it's kind of cool, and uh, I just enjoy hearing turkeys gobble, man. There's something about it that just gets me going. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never killed a turkey, but I've been in the woods with turkeys gobbling all over the freaking place. I'm telling and you, dude, screw, it is a lot of fun. Screw your, screw your arm. Get your ass out here. We, I got a red <laughs> dot on a 20 gauge. It's calling your name. Yeah. We'll, like we'll I said, I'll shoot it. I'll shoot it left-handed. I could probably do it. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially if we were at, like, if we set up in a ground blind or something. Yeah. If we'll make it happen. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ground blinds. I, I don't know. I also got, uh, well, you know, it works great for people that are handicapped like yourself. So (laughs) (laughs) it's only on one side. Okay. I'm just messing with you. Um, (laughs) I got, uh, I ordered some, uh, I'm trying to cut one's head off. I got some, uh, Turkey decap broadheads. Yeah. So that's, that's one goal on the list this year. Knock a head off with the, uh, stick and string and get it on film. That is my main goal. Um, other than that, man, um, you know, I think it's it's just something fun. I enjoy there's there's something that's uh, different about setting up in the morning in the spring. You know, in the woods, it's just a totally different atmosphere. If you guys haven't done it, I, I suggest you go do it. Um, the woods are so much more alive in the spring. I feel like than in the fall. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's like, you know, it's starting to just warm up and get out of the winter and all the birds are chirping differently, but it's definitely cool. And then when you get to hear a turkey hammer nearby, it's, you're like, oh yeah. It's a lot of fun. I mean, you don't have like the obligation or not obligation, but the, um, like you don't have to set a tree stand. Yeah. You don't have to do any of that sort of stuff. Like I don't really feel as pressured, you know, and I don't really give a crap if I kill one or like, I mean, I obviously we're out there to kill a bird, but like, I don't know. I just don't trying to kill a one forty. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't, you know, what's cool that I've told told people about Turkey hunting. I don't give a shit how big that bird is. Like I'm just out there to kill a Turkey. I mean, I'm at the point now where I'm like, I'm probably not going to shoot a Jake. Um, but I don't know, man. If the right if the right opportunity presents itself, I'm not I'm not against shooting a Jake. I don't really care. Y'all can judge me if you want. I don't really give a crap. <laughs> um, but I'm I don't out even there know for, who Jake is. So uh, he's from State Park. Where's Where's Cactus? Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but yeah, I mean, the... we're gonna we're gonna dive in. Um, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping. Uh, I'm having uh, a little difficulty getting my my next uh, guest on for the turkey hunting. Um, he's be- he's really busy, so I'm hoping he's going to join us next week. Join the club. Yeah, I know <laughs> it's it's tough, man. It's tough. Everybody's busy, yeah. and you know we're not giving out money to our guests yet. You know we're not we're not quite there. So <laughs> just sorry, giving out special treatment. Sorry, guys. Uh, if, you're, <laughs> if you're interested in being on the podcast, you're not going to make much money, but. Yep. Unless you give us something real good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we won't get into that. Save that. Yeah. One for no. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm going to wrap this one up, guys. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed that. Honestly, uh, I really enjoyed that personally. Um, it's refreshing, you know, just to, to talk about, you know, life, life shit like that. And, you know, I think it is a really uh, hot topic. I think a lot of newer hunters and stuff, they just feel like there's this magic sauce out there, you know, Mike's magic sauce that they can just drink down and start killing giants. And I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but 
it's uh it's not the case but life's a journey and you know you got to get after it if uh, you want something that's worthwhile so yeah i think uh i think we're pretty positive and stuff on this podcast but i'm gonna you know give people the kick in the ass that they need and like get off the fucking couch and go do some stuff any any of our listeners that have uh, been with us from the beginning, I think they they recognize that that's kind of our attitude towards things. <laughs> Love Good. us or hate us. I hope us. so. Love yep. us or hate us. This is us. And with that being said, I appreciate you all tuning in, and we will catch you all next week. Thanks again for tuning in this week, guys. We really appreciate you all. Hope you guys took something from this episode. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, for me, just going back and looking at past experiences and kind of how much I've learned over the years. And uh, just hope that you guys can take something out of it and just don't be afraid of failure because honestly, that's the best way to grow. want to give a huge thanks to our sponsor, Lone Wolf Custom Gear. If you guys are in the Ohio area, there's a show going on this weekend in Columbus. I believe it's called the Open Season Sportsman's Expo. Go see the guys there. Um, get your hands on some of the gear. If you guys are around the Illinois area, I'll be attending at the end of the month the uh, Illinois Deer Classic. So, like I said, it'd be great to meet some of you guys. And we'll have some uh, T-shirts there, some stickers. Just come see me. I'd love to uh, love to meet some of you guys out there. I'm going to close today's segment with a quote from Thomas Edison. Thomas says, You never fail until you stop trying. And I feel like that's an absolutely great quote to, to end today's podcast with. It really ties everything together. Um, hope you guys can come and tune in with us next week. Uh, we got some guests coming up, so really excited to get them on here. And uh, hope we can get into some good turkey tactics and, and good knowledge in general. But hope you all are having a good weekend, and we'll catch you later.